Good morning, all, and Jessica there. Welcome to yet another awaited session of our weekly Sunday satsang. I'm Kapil Joshi, and I have joined this bridge line from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In the current times, our day-to-day -day life always goes busy in fulfilling our physical and mental requirements and social responsibilities. In this fast-paced routine life, the requirements of the soul is often forgotten. So first of all, I congratulate each one of you on board for taking some time from your busy schedule and meeting us on this bridge line to fulfill the requirements of our soul. Let's get started first by welcoming our Sadhguru Dev to bless this occasion by reciting the Swagat Gaan. I request Monica Ji to start this session with the Swagat Gaan. Yes, Adguru Dev, everyone. Swagat Gaan. Aaj swagat nitya guru var Sant shubhagam aayye Adhyatma vidya devya jyoti Somras barsaayye दोष दुर्गुण दूर करिए शुद्ध हंस बनाइए भेद गम गति ज्ञान गर्जन शक्ति द्वार हटाइए खुले द्वारा शब्द सागर भक्त जन अनवाई जन सदा फल विश्व शिक्षक शान आन बचाई आज स्वागत नित्य गुरुवर संत शुभागम आई Our next prayer to His Holiness is the Mangal Gan. Let us immerse ourselves in His thoughts and pray to Him to eradicate differences and ills among various classes, communities, and sections and have universal peace. Let this earth be a heavenly place with plentiful bliss, prosperity, and peace. I would again request Monica Ji to sing this beautiful composition. Mangalgan Vishwa Shanti Nam Mangal Param Guru Kothyai Vargatwandva Shanti Durakar Bhavabhid Mitai Sarvabhom samasti satta Dhyatma rajya banaiye Bheshbhasha bhav jagmai Yan par darasaiye Samrithi sukh shanti dharata 
स्वर्ग भूमि बनाइए विश्व शिक्षक जन सदा फल नीति स्वर अपनाइए विश्व शांति नाम मंगल परम गुरु को Thanks a lot, Monica Ji, for putting forward the soulful words of Swagat Khan and Mangal Gana Cross. Today we have a very good topic to discuss and have a lot of questions regarding that topic. It is the mind. Everybody knows what the mind is, and a dictionary defines the mind as the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences. to think and to feel the faculty of consciousness and thought a lot of big words in that in that definition but to simplify the definition and what the mind is we have anchal ji today who is going to answer some address these questions so first question we have is what is mind and basically to explain what the different organs are and is mind an organ in the body over to you anchal ji thank you very much kapil ji <clears throat> let me first offer a prayer to the holy feet of sadguru varvar vandana karu sadguru dev hamar yahava सब में so the question is what is mind everything in this nature is made up of of uh, five basic elements earth water fire air and space sometimes in physical science space is considered as ether human body is an amazing creation of the god human body is also made up of, of five elements earth element being used bones and muscles water element you have the liquid form as blood air element you breathe fire element is the heat which is getting generated and the space element or the ether element is nothing but emptiness within our body for this five elements the god has given us in our grass body is equipped with actually with five uh, different sense organs and then five organs of action sense organs are specialized organs that help to perceive the world around us they are an integral part of our lives and it is the only way that enable 
us to perceive the environment or the world around us. So thus, sense organ provide the required data for interpretation through various organs. And a network of nerves in response to a particular physical phenomenon. This senses governs our association and interaction with the environment or with the world. What are those five sense organs? We have eyes for reason, we have ears for hearing, nose for smell, tongue for taste, skin for touch. This five sense organs contains kind of a receptor that relays the information through the sensory neurons to the appropriate place within the nerve, nervous system. Then we are endowed with five organs of action. The mouth, the organ of speech, the feet, the organ to move or walk, the hand, and then you have two organs of excretion and procreation. However, did we realize that there are few more elements sitting inside the body that actually sensitize these organs and guide them for an action? Let's take an example. I have this eye. If I say I eyes do not see, you will say that, what are you talking about? We see through the eyes. We see only through the eyes. But if I say that, take away the brain center, which is in the head, the eye will still be there. You, your retina will still be there. The picture will still be there. The picture will form, yet the eyes will never see. So, so here, the eyes are only a secondary instrument, not the organ of vision. The organ of vision is in the nerve center of the brain. The two eyes will not be sufficient alone. Sometimes a man is in asleep uh, with his eyes open. The light is there. The picture is there, but the third thing, which is very important, what is the third thing? Mind must be joined to the organ. The eye is an external instrument. We also need the brain center and the agency of the mind. We'll take another example. We'll take the ear for hearing. Something going on the street, lot of voices, election time, all those things are going on, but you are not able to hear them. You are sitting in a class, the professor or the teacher is talking about some subjects, some articles, and you are not able to hear. You are watching a movie fully engrossed with in some of uh, the characters of the movie, and somebody calls you, you are still not able to hear again. Here also, we need the brain center or the agency of the mind to connect to the subject. Similarly, you are eating your meal you're, and you are not able to test. Here also the same situation. 
So in all these examples, you are physically there, but you are still disconnected. Does it not indicate that there is one element that is required to breathe the, bridge the subject and you? That missing piece is nothing but the mind. It is the mind through which the consciousness of soul flows in different organs of the body and connects the same with the external subject. At one point of time, mind works with one organ at a time, but it works so fast that we are not aware of that. Swamiji says in Swarved, Vidyut se gati chapal hai, man kar chal apar, indrin sanchalan kare, karma van vistar means mind moves faster than the electricity. It is faster than the speed of the light. Uh, it has, mind has a numerous subjects to engage the soul's consciousness into different organs. Mind commands over all sense organs and expand the web, webs of the the karma and the impure knowledge. Swamiji has given an example and he has compared the mind uh, with the chariot. Atama yoga manase rahe Indra Yoga Java Earth Se Vishaya Gyana Jivanath. Here Swamiji explained in Sarved that the owner of the body is called soul, connects to the mind. Mind connects to the sensory organ, and the sensory organ connects to the outer subject. And when this entire channel is built, that is when the soul get the get the experience of the subject that organ is in touch with the mind apart from this the mind activates all organs including the internal organs which are intellect chitta and ego mind along with chitta, chitta ego and intellect call as antakaran or internal organ without the mind this other three inner organs would also stay in the dormant state and will be in the inert so the nature of mind is wavering meaning it if it is if 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 it is left unclutched it keeps drifting from one subject to the next and keep the the soul lost in the external world 
mind is also thus the greatest enemy to the soul as it is only due to the mind that soul never freed of the engagement with the inert universe eventually it could realize the consciousness self and the consciousness spread across let's take another example uh, we will compare the mind with with a river so here mind is getting continuous subject from chitta just as the water flowing continuously in a given direction is called as a river so to the thought flowing in the mind just as the continuous flow of gallon of water give us the magnitude of the river thought flowing continuously from an individual towards the world of object is the mind naturally as the character of the river is the character of the water so too the mind is also conditioned by its own thoughts some thoughts are good some thoughts are bad if the water is clean the river is clean if the water flow is fast the river is fast the similarity is so complete that the same can be applied to the mind the nature and the behavior of thought in an individual blossom at a given moment must condition and define the type of the mind that the individual possess at that point of time thus if the thoughts are good the mind is good if the thoughts are agitated the mind is agitated in short in the makeup of an individual we can say that as the thought so the mind and as the mind so the man therefore in case a seeker is demanding a total transformation total transformation of his personality and strives to become like a godly man or like a very wise man it is necessary that he must tackle his mind first and bring it under his control to tame the to in this example to tame a river is to tame the flow of the water similarly taming the mind constitute a scheme with three definite program we have to change the quality we have to change the quantity we have we have to change the direction of our thought flow in us in order to fulfill the tra transformation the total transformation of our present personality composition and the structure of our behavior 
this is the secret of our inner resurrection. Sadhguru Dev Ji, in one of his Amritwani says that if mind is controlled, it takes very insignificant time and effort for Sadhguru to zoom you in the path of Vihangam Yoga. That's why Sahib Kavir says in one of his bhajan, Manuki Tarang Maralo Bas Ho Gaya Bhajan. You control the wavering mind, and next you are right there in the state of devotion, in the state of bliss. And all this can happen only, only, and when you have a blessing from the true and the real master. The key is to find the true Sadhguru, serve, surrender, and develop a devotion towards him. The quality, quantity, and direction of the flow of your thoughts can only be changed using the three pillars we, which we always discuss in this satsang forum which is like seva sadhana and satsang with this i would end here over to you kapilji thanks a lot antilji for explaining what the mind is um, now we understand that mind is a very powerful organ it has the ability to feel the various emotions, pleasures, and pains, and how to respond to them. If anybody would like to add to this uh, uh, this uh, topic, please unmute yourself and uh, please provide your opinion. Okay, so let's take a deeper dive into the next question, which is what is the relationship relationship between the mind and the Maya or the materialistic world? We now understand that it is the mind, the nature of the mind is not neither inert nor conscious entity, but it is very closely connected to this world and to realize the experiences of this world. So this question would help us understand how does mind get influenced by the surroundings and how does it create a link between this gross maya and the soul? So I would again request Anshulji to please take up this question. Sure. <clears throat> so all the insentient objects in this universe are composed of one basic substance, substance called nature or prakriti. Maya Parmanu Bane Prakriti Hi Bhav means nature, Prakriti, Maya, Parmanu. These are all synonymous words which, uh, which has been used in Sorvet at different locations. But these are all synonymous words. <clears throat> prakriti or the nature consists of 
three gunas Satwa Raja and Tam, Tamas Gun, whose characteristics are illumination, activity, inertia, or slugginess, respectively. Guna means here in this con context of Prakriti means constituent, uh, constituents, uh, and not the attribute. Uh, The three gunas or the constituent of prakriti are the basic substance which do not exist independently. Uh, when there is no creation, uh, when there is no creation, the nature of prakriti exists in the form of seed called in the in the physics term, it is called as the cosmic egg. Uh, in, in, in terms of survey, which is called here uh, as, uh, in, in, in terms, uh, in survey, it is called as mul prakriti. In mul prakriti, the three gunas remain in balance and do not interact. The creation starts with the vibration in the mool prakriti. As the result of the vibration, the gunas of prakriti combined in different proportion to give a rise to a variety of substance. Each guna is present in active or dormant form in all substance created. If, if, if I compare the gunas of Prakriti with the science, it is analogous with the fundamental particle of atom. According to the physics, all physical substance are made up of atom consisting of electron, proton, and neutron in a specific number. The proportion of fundamental particles are similar to this gunas. Furthermore, the creation of universe as a result of Big Bang in the cosmic egg and the theory of oscillating universe propounded by the modern science is, is, is something similar to the views given by Swamiji in the survey. While modern science is ignorant as to the agency responsible for the Big Bang in the cosmic egg, Swamiji says that it is, it is the Akshar Brahm which imparts the vibration in Mool Prakriti and thus, and thus starts the creation of the universe. In Swarvet Swamiji says, Maya se jag nirmita, Maya chavi sansar, Falasarup may vishay hai, Vriksha hai srishti pasar. This world is created by mind. 
and the beauty of the world is made up of maya further swamiji explain in another couplet jag parivartan shil hai maya karaj soy chhan vyog chhan yog hai janma marana dukh hoy here swamiji explain the world is made up of maya or the nature which is all the time changing every moment we are attached to something in the next moment it, it, it it's just gone all element of the nature is again made up of, of three gunas which are like satvarajatam and they never remain same at any instant there is a there is always a constant reaction among the materialistic object and therefore they keep changing we remain lost in the seemingly changed world and due to this we get a miseries in our life <coughs> and the death kabir sahib uh, writes <coughs> in in one of the couplets says man maya to ek hai maya man hi samay teen lok sansay padi kahu kaha pati aaye here kabir sahab is saying that mind and maya is same because maya is kind of engrossed in the mind and the soul is not able to understand its own self because it is surrounded by this mind and and, and the maya swami ji this explain this in sarvad maya sukshma nahi hai man kar sakal pasar kavi ko ved rishi muni pade sadguru ek aadhar swami ji here explaining that the subtle form of maya is nothing but the mind itself that resides in you the world we live in and the entire stretch is due to the mind even the saints the greatest saints the rishis the munis the scholars all have fell into this trap of the mind the only way out of this vicious trap is to trust the guru the sadguru it is it is the divine technique of the sadguru that helps reveal the trick of minds it's illusion and how to get rid of them it is through his technique we would be able to get rid of get rid of them the world the universe infinity in all this thing is all made up of by mind there is nothing outside of this 
for it is the one and essential fabric for which our entire experience of reality is placed within. In Ramayana, Goswami Tulsi Das Ji says, Go go jahan lagi manujai, so sab maya janahu bhai. What does he say? That the entire domain or the entire arena to which the mind can go to is the arena of physical creation only. Uh, it can give you all the experience that exists in this physical form, but it will fail to give you the experience of something which is in the conscious form. Further, uh, Swamiji said in one of the couplets, Manasurati ek saath hai, tab tak maya jaan, jab manasurati asang hai, nahi maya here, Swamiji is explaining that when mind and Surati are, are together, Surati here means, Surati means it's the conscious power of the soul. Sometimes it is called Surati, Chiti, there are different words, synonymous word. So as long as the minds and Surati are together, They, they, there is a maya there. When they are separate, when the mind and the conscious power of the soul, which is surati, are separate, that's the time maya is not there. I think with this, I will end my uh, over to you, Kapilji. Thanks a lot, Anshalji. So you, thanks a lot for explaining the relationship between mind and maya. It also tells us that maya is a very influential element of this prakriti. It is changing and it's constantly influencing the balance of the three gunas. But it is the mind that creates the sense of maya within us. I would uh, now invite anybody else who would like to add to this topic, um, ji or Vijayji. I would like to draw our attention to the larger perspective of why we are discussing about mind and its relationship with the Maya. You know, we are a human being. And just like every other human being, we are also driven by either the physical pursuit of life or we have some spiritual pursuit, some spiritual goal. When we understand the limitations of the physical goal of life, when we understand that the physical subjects or the materials or the luxury that I'm gathering has one aspect of happiness that it can give, but that is not complete. When we start realizing this fact, 
that for inner happiness i need to do certain corrections in my inner core it is the state the inner state within myself which eventually decides whether i feel happy joyful from inside or not if my inner state is in disbalance then despite all the luxury despite all the physical pursuit of life is fulfilled just because my inner state is in disbalance is in disharmony i am still going to continue to feel dissatisfied unhappy restless and this is where we start introspecting a little bit about what is this very inside which is causing this sense of restlessness within me even though my physical pursuit of life is all getting achieved with time yet i am feeling restless, restless from inside and so the question came what is mind that is when we started understanding what is mind what is this mind which is restless is it a gas is it a liquid is it a solid because if we say that every part i mean uh, mind is one of the inner organ of the human body if we say if we say that mind is one of the four inner organs then it should be very clear within ourselves that is it the solid part of the body is it the liquid part of the body is it the gaseous part of the body or it is something else if i bisect the body dissect the body cut it into pieces will i eventually be able to get the mind out of the body if i break my head will the mind leak out of my head and say that this is what the mind is or mind is something which our eyes cannot see our ear cannot hear what is mind i am just not very clear about it if this is the state we are in then vihangam yoga is bringing this very clarity in this forum for the fact that only when we understand what is mind what it is influenced by and how it is governing over us it is only then we can truly bring balance within ourselves if we do not know about mind then talking about peace of mind is not going to happen it is something like birbal ki khichdi where the pot is hanging at some other place and the fire is burning at some other place the khichdi will not be cooked ever if the fire and pot are not aligned in one line similarly if we do not understand about mind completely 
talking about peace of mind is not going to happen and that's why thanks to anchal ji he gave us the technical details about what the mind is for us to be very clear about what the mind is sadgurudev says in swarved that this mind is neither the inert entity nor it is the conscious entity so when sadgurudev says mind is neither the inert entity this simply means that all different shapes and the colors that we are imagining about mind is not the mind because mind is not the inert entity so mind is not the solid mind is not the liquid mind is not even gaseous if we are thinking that the mind is like a spirit like a conscious conscious energy sadgurudev says mind is neither conscious meaning this mind man is neither as solid liquid or gas like any other inert entity nor it is the light and the the conscious energy form as the soul is so it is neither of these then what is it sadgurudev says it is in between it is something which is between the inertness and consciousness so when we experience the mind how does it feel like when you experience see the reason when we experience the mind it will feel like the conscious energy only is because when you are experiencing it that time it has derived the consciousness from the soul so it is filled with conscious energy so when you experience the mind you experience the mind as a light form just like the candle light just like the candle light when you experience the soul you experience soul also like sunlight experience soul like light when you experience almighty you experience almighty also with the sense of bliss and the supreme light the bliss and the supreme light so consciousness is experienced in the form of light the mind when we experience the mind also is experienced in the form of light but mind is not the consciousness it is between the inertness and consciousness now this very mind is different from the breath and this very mind is the reason why we are also attached to the maya so this very question what is the relation between mind and maya is 
very relevant because uh, Maya, Maya, sab kahe Maya chinh na koi. Jo man se utre nahi Maya janat soi. In reality, the soul, the spirit that we are. Today we are, our temptations, our desires are all hijacked by the attraction towards Maya. We are attracted towards Maya. And that is why our desires are for that. That is why our thoughts are for that. We always think about Maya. Even though we, we think that, no, I don't think about Maya. I am thinking about how to bring peace in my mind. I am thinking about Almighty, my God. We think that I am thinking about God. But when it comes to the rigorous journey in the spirituality, the reality will surface very soon. You will find that though you know that you need to meditate, but the moment you sit for meditation, your maya in the mind will start dancing. So that will bring the fact that how much attached we are with the maya. Even though we want not to think about maya, yet maya starts dancing in our mind. And so the relation of mind and maya is such that the maya al always dances in our mind. Maya always dances in our mind. Maya has never left the mind. The blueprint of Maya that we see outside. Maya that we see outside. The blueprint, the shadow of it. Is always there in our mind. And that is why even though we are away from the solid part of Maya. The subtle part of Maya is always there in our mind. And when this is the situation how hard we try to stay away from Maya. We ourselves will never be able to separate from Maya, never. Try hard. If we think that we can separate ourselves from Maya ourselves, it is not going to happen. This is the limitation. This is the limitation. This is the bondage. This is the ignorance we are in. And sooner we realize this, that it is our limitations, it is our bondage that we cannot separate from Maya. You must also ask this question, why do we want to separate from Maya? Why do we want to separate from Maya? Maya is good. Why do we want to separate from it? Well, because Maya causes restlessness in the mind. When Maya dances in the mind, the mind gets restless. And when you are restless, you get all the problems in the life. When you stay restless, 
then you continue in the journey of life and death when your mind stays restless with the maya then the soul suffers the cycle of life and death this soul is suffering with the life with the birth and with the death with the birth and with the death something that is not the character of the soul soul is not supposed to suffer the birth and death but soul has to experience the pain of the birth and pain of the death and this has been happening from time immemorial the soul has been suffering with birth and death for so many times that today it carries the fear of the death all the time because it has seen the death the pain of the death so many times so ignoring this very bondage the bondage of life and death is not going to get us rid of the cycle of life and death rather finding the solution how to come out of the cycle of life and death how to liberate the soul how to get the soul into the bliss of almighty forever how to liberate how to get into the devotion of almighty is what is called the spiritual pursuit of human life and only when we go for spiritual pursuit of human life it is only then you start sensing a experience of peace and joy within the moment you start pro progressing in the spiritual pursuit of our life that is when you start feeling a sense of completeness within ourselves you will feel that now my time is getting utilized because the soul knows that this is what it has wanted from inside we were just in illusion chasing materialistic goals but in reality i as a soul had always wanted to pursue the spiritual goal so when we develop the spiritual pursuit within ourselves it is only then we start feeling a sense of completeness a sense of peace a sense of satisfaction and for that to happen it was important to know that the only reason we are not able to spiritually progress is because the maya is always dancing in our mind maya is always dancing in our mind and we need to know how to separate from the maya so now if i tell you very very openly that this is where we need to find the messenger of almighty without messenger of almighty we cannot separate ourselves from maya maya is not something that you can win over there is no way you can win maya but only when we surrender to the messenger of the almighty the sadguru only when we surrender to sadguru only when we serve sadguru 
it is only then with Sadhguru's shield, with Sadhguru's protection, when Sadhguru will hijack our mind, only when Sadhguru will bless us, suddenly there will be Vairagya within ourselves. It is Sadhguru who breaks the attraction of Maya within ourselves. He breaks that thread of attraction. It is Sadhguru who does this. We cannot break that thread ourselves. It is Sadhguru who does that. So spirituality or the spiritual pursuit is solely dependent on how soon we realize that the prime goal of human life is to find Sadhguru and surrender. Without finding Sadhguru and without serving Sadhguru and without surrendering to Sadhguru, the dancing of Maya in our mind is not going to stop. And when dancing of Maya in our mind is not going to stop, our suffering of life and death is not going to stop. We will remain unquenched, chasing happiness forever and will keep suffering from the cycle of life and death. So the crux of the spirituality is to know and accept this fact that we are limited by ourselves, but we are blessed by the presence of Sadhguru who is here to liberate us from the cycle of life and death. We must take complete advantage of the presence of Sadhguru. So we must go and surrender to him. Yes, good. Thank you, Vijayji, for explaining the characteristics and the nature of the mind and the relationship between mind and Maya. We just learned that the limitation of the human, the biggest limitation is that we cannot disassociate Maya and mind. And the only path that shows how to do that is the path of spirituality under the guidance of Sadhguru Dev. From this, a very important question comes up. What is the relationship between mind and soul? We heard that we need to control the wavery mind, but for the soul to experience anything, does it really need mind? Or is there any way to disconnect mind and soul? I would again invite Anshalji to address this question. Over to you, Anshalji. So let's focus first on what what is soul? Uh, let me start with a small story, which I've taken it from Brihadarak Upanishad. Uh, there, was, there was a rishi called Maharshi Yagivark. He went to the court of King Janak. Uh, the king welcomed him and after welcome, welcoming him, he asked Maharshi Yagvalke that what serve as the light for man and man does all his work. 
Maharshi replied, The light of the sun, your majesty, for by the light of the sun, man goes out to the work, does his work, and return back to home. Then Janak asked again, uh, but when the sun is set, what serves then as his light? Maharshi again replied, when sun is not there, then the moon is his light. Janak said, true indeed, Maharshi. But again, the question comes back. When the sun has set, the moon has set, during Amavasya, what served then as his light? Maharshi replied again, the fire is then his light. Again, King Janak asked, when sun is set, the moon is set and there is no fire. What serves then as, as a light? Maharshi then said, then in that situation, sound is then is the light, for with the sound alone as his light, even though the person cannot see his hand, his leg, or other parts of the body, yet when he hears a sound, he moves towards it. King Janaka says, true indeed, Maharshi, but his curiosity does not end here. Now when, now he again asks, when sun is set, moon has set, fire has gone out, and the guy is not able to speak, and technically there is no sound, what serve them as light? Maharshi replied, the self indeed, is his light. Again, King Janak asked, who is this self? The Yagwal Marshi says, the self-luminous being who dwells within the lotus of the heart, surrounded by senses and other sense organ and mind, dwells within the lotus, uh, mind, intellect, and the other parts of the body, is that the self. In other words, in a simple term, yadrishya sharirka adrishadar means, for this gross body, the basis of this gross body is nothing but an invisible soul. For this inner body, Soul is the only conscious basis. This soul is the only element in this body which is an eternal. Gita talks about in detail in chapter 2 about about the soul. The soul is unbreakable. 
अक्षयदेयो यम अधो यम अक्रेयदेयो शोषा एवच नित्य सर्वगता नित्य सर्वगता स्थानुर अचोलोयम सनातना the soul is unbreakable incombustible it cannot be dampened nor it can be dried it is eternal nitya sarvagata in all places un unalterable immutable sanatana in and it is primordial that's the property of the soul what swami ji has given in in sarvet in form the sarvet couplets koti bahatar nadiya jame rudhir prava nahi rehne mein band hai vaako atma one koti means it is one crore crore means uh, 10 million so he is talking about here that in this body 72 crore nerves are there and the blood which is is flowing in this nerves it is the power of the soul without which uh, nothing moves further he explains that in another couplet ichha gyan pratnave chetan sahaj swabhav prati prakritik yog anyagun lage jag sanskrit dukha pav the knowledge desire and effort are the fundamental characteristic quality of the conscious entity which is the soul when the characteristic of the soul is focused on external or outward then the soul experience the grief and the sorrow the owner of the body called soul connects to the mind mind connects to the sensory organ and the sensory organ connects to the outer subject that's the flow of the prakritik or the materialistic flow and when this entire flow is built then only soul gets the experience of the worldly subject that the organ is in touch with this conscious soul has got two different states wherein it has two different state of experience i would say first state is of bondage and the second one is of salvation in the first state it is the state of bondage where the conscious souls combines with the inert prakriti it is the state where it enters into a body and combines with mind intellect chit and various organ of action and knowledge the association result into an impression of existence of desire knowledge and the action in this inner body this false impression is the state of ignorance illusion or bondage all living beings in this creation are leading their lives in such state of ignorance in such state of bondage the soul in human body performs 
either shubh or ashubh karma in result experience the good or the bad outcomes of the work he is look he is doing all such experience of sorrow or joy are based on the association of the consciousness with inertness here in this state the mind is kind of governing everything the mind is kind of a king in this state where this bondage is happening the second state is called as state of salvation in this state the conscious soul is in the purest form and experience the infinite quality and the bliss of supreme supreme being it is only in this state that soul breaks free of all illusion and get the freedom from the bondage of karma it integrates into the state of all pervading all blissful supreme almighty in this state all the organs including the mind are controlled are in under the control and soul is driving in this state i think with this i will end here uh, over to you uh, kapil ji thank you anchal ji for explaining the, the different states in which the mind and soul have a different kind of relationship between them at this point i would again invite anybody else who would like to add to this uh, discussion or the question uh, what is the relationship between mind and soul anybody else who has joined us for the first time i would also request the attendees um, to come forward and introduce themselves Hi, good morning, all. Uh, this is Ram here. Uh, I joined for the first time. Thanks for the. Uh, thank you so much for giving this opportunity to be part of this Vihanga Yoga journey. Uh, this has been a, a wonderful discourse so far. I'm really enjoying it. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Ram, and uh, welcome to the Vihanga Yoga family. Uh, we hope you get uh, the knowledge that you're looking for. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Welcome, Ram. I'm glad you are here. <laughs> I didn't yeah. expect that you'll join, so that's good. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So, Ram, we conduct this session every week. Uh, every Saturday, we do in Hindi, same time, mm -hmm. and English uh, with the same set of questions. We discuss. in hindi on saturday uh, and english on sunday so if you get time to join on saturday also please do join us on saturday 9:30 so that you get two days to think over it and ask questions sure absolutely thank you thank you yeah. okay moving ahead um 
request anybody else who has any questions or uh, comments that you have from uh, on the today's questions please come forward and ask you know just for the interest of the people i want to announce one thing that in 2021 we want to introduce a really in uh, interesting uh, course on the spirituality in in the sense that we will have a list of topic for example we begin with karma what is karma what are the different types of karma and all that what is mind and everything about the mind and then at the end of the month we will run the quiz so the quiz will be very interesting quiz uh, you'll be given options to select the answer for for the question so the questions uh, will come on the screen uh, it will come with the options and then all of you would just need to select the choices and the the responses will come in our system so this way with this feedback way at least we will have a track whether we are understanding the courses or not and understanding all these tattva gyan is very important because only with this wisdom with this understanding we will feel inspired for the spiritual journey so just to inspire you all please do uh, keep joining every week in the january onwards because uh, every month end we will have a quiz and that will be very interesting we will like uh, answering those questions thank you Thank you, um, Vijay Ji, for that announcement. Moving forward, let's. Uh, I will request um, Rahul Avastiji to come forward and present some couplets related to today's topic from Gita. Rahul Ji. Thank you, Kapil Ji. Jai Sadguru Dev, everyone. I think we covered the length and breadth in today's topic and. Thank you so much, Achal Ji and Vijay Ji. It was a great learning for me as well and the others. I would just like to um, repeat on some points. I'll not say repeat, but I would say that the, I'll try to establish the connections between what is set out uh, in the earlier part and connected with Swarved and now how that is connected with Bhagavad Gita. That is what my intention uh, in this discourse and the two, uh, two to five minutes which I'm going to spend now. So today we have a topic and we are concentrating on the relation of the mind with Prakriti and mind's relationship with Atma or soul. As we heard that mind is the key adapter or it is an interface which connects the power energy of the soul we also call it as surti that's been called out by archaji earlier to connect with the outer world by using a combination of um, 10 pranas which is the life air 10 indriyas sensory organs four antahakaran which is the inner functions this mind is such a powerful entity right to 
which is which is not even physically present it is uh it's, we have heard that this is in between the uh the conscious entity and the physical entity so it's in between somewhere bhagavad gita dwells in the depth for the individual items here um, be it soul be it mind be it prakriti which is the gross material but somebody has to really combine and understand the working of the key items in the entirety and i would say that sadguru sadafal dev ji has done that job in a such a great manner and he has depicted that uh, very effectively in swarveda so i mean hats off to the great saint in which he has understood he has um, put the experience in the swarveda related to it now what i'll do is i'll take uh, one of the shloka from the upanishad which is amrita bindu upanishad and it is written as mana evam manushyam karnam bandha moksha bandhya vishya sango muktai nirvishyam manaha that means for man mind is the cause of bondage and mind is the cause of liberation as well so it is for the ma man to decide how he wants to use the mind and i know um, achal ji has already mentioned and this is a point of connection which i want to bring out that mind is such a powerful entity that if we use that entity in our favor will be able to get the best in the physical life in our day to day life as well as for the purpose of liberation connection with the god that is the supreme direction of a yoga now if mind is such a powerful entity and we are not taking the best of it then we are certainly uh, losing a lot mind absorbed in the sense object is really the cause of bondage now when the mind is totally engrossed in the sense object prakriti we are into a stage of bondage all the time just like vijay ji has uh, mentioned that the prakriti is dancing so even though we try our level best but we still need to go to sadguru we still need the blessing of sadguru in order to come out of that bondage and the mind which is detached from the sense object is the mind which is going to take the person to the liberation path this another shloka in bhagavad gita which says udret atma atmanam na atmanam vasadyet atmanev ramanoh bunduratmev ripuratmanah this uh, says that one must deliver himself or herself with the help of the mind not degrade himself or herself by the by the negatives of the mind by not using the mind effectively mind is a friend of the person if 
it is conditioned it is in control and the same mind turns into an enemy when the mind is not conditioned mind is not favorable and this is the point which is stressed out in this uh, shloka also that mind must be trained in a such a manner that it doesn't just engage into the false ego and it goes into the path of connection with the supreme god by in a controlled manner and getting into a detached um direction from the sensory organs or the sense objects which are called the prakriti with this i'll i'll stop gita's part today and back to kapil then thank you so much thanks a lot rahul ji for beautifully explaining uh the 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 importance of mind as we heard it is a very vast subject and very important for one a very important one for all of us to understand we also heard that the mind is the only thing that can either liberate us or can create a bondage it is for us to decide which path to choose and to seek this path who is the only person who can guide us so we have now reached the last phase of today's uh, session in this phase we will chant the short version of vandana aarti and shanti path vandana is the prayer which we seek blessings of the sadguru we request well being of health wealth and seek his blessings for the spiritual knowledge i would request monika ji to sing the last few lines of vandana vandana prabhu kalp sant samaj uttam sarv dharm acharya hai जिमीनाद्य आश्रित सिंधु के हैं विश्व पथ माया कार्य है प्रभु सत्य संत समाज तेरा आप रक्षा कीजिए जन सदा फल ज्ञान भक्ति Aarti is another prayer offered to Sadguru. Here we acknowledge the power of Almighty and pray that all disciples experience eternal joy, love, and freedom from worries under His holy guidance. I request everybody to stand up for the Aarti. and I request monika ji to sing the last few lines of aarti aarti guru murati gati chandrama sevak nayan chako palak palak nirkhat rahe guru murati ki or shwet shwet maya shwet hai श्वेत श्वेत माया श्वेत इन पाद अमृत भरा श्वेत महानद श्वेत अष्ट चक्र सब शून्य पार धरा धरा 
The final prayer is Shantipat. In the Shantipat, we chant for peace for everyone who exists in this universe. May Sadhguru Dev bless the entire cosmos with peace, love, and prosperity. I again request Monica Ji to recite the last few lines of Shantipat for us. He Prabhu Shanti 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 Maya Shanti 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 Jana Shanti Ho Purna Shanti Maya Shanti He Prabhu Shanti Pradhan Kar Shanti Deva Sadafal Shanti Maya Shanti Shanti Sukha Shanti Thank you, Monica Ji. And thanks a lot to all the participants uh, who joined the today's sessions here. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us on this bridge line and also encourage everybody to ponder over the topic we discussed today. We'll see you again next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the same bridge line. Have a wonderful day ahead and Jai Sukhdev.